Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan. And I'm Aaron. And we're back, baby. We're back. (laughs) It's been a heck of a summer so far. We have a lot of updates to share with you. Um, And we're just excited to get back to your regularly scheduled Tempo Talks programming. Absolutely. 100%. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Sit back, relax, or if you're on your run, maybe pick up the tempo a little bit and uh, enjoy this one. So, Aaron, it's been a little while. It has, and we need to apologize off the bat because we're sorry that we left you, um, you know, like Steve left on Blue's Clues all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been seeing this. They're doing this big, like, anniversary for Blue's Clues, and, like, I have kids now, so they watch Blue's Clues, and my sister watched Blue's Clues when I was little, and there's all these videos floating around of Steve, like, apologizing for just abruptly leaving, so <laughs> it was like, we're, we're kind of like Steve from Blue's Clues, because we just left. I saw that video on Twitter. It had, like, half a million retweets and, like, three million likes. I mean, yeah. it was hitting people in the field. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully this episode does the same for our listeners. <laughs> Can't believe I just stacked us up to to Blue's Clues. It's probably not a sp- safe bet. Definitely. Well, we have some news to share with you um, around that absence, what's been going on in our lives yeah. since, and kind of what you know we're looking forward to for the rest of the year in the future of Tempo Talks. Yeah, yeah. So it's been uh, for, let's see, where did we, we last left off, I think, with Kafuzi. Um, a Kafuzi episode, which ironically took us quite a while to edit. We had some technical issues with our software. And so um, that in and of itself was kind of a delay. And then um, just so much happened. So we had Western States in June, uh, Mm -hmm. where you went out to Western States to record. This is just a high level view. And then we could talk about a little bit more of the details, but uh, Western States in June. And then um, we may have mentioned it briefly on the on the podcast. I know maybe if for those that have been with us for a long time, the episode, I think two or three, where we talk kind of talk about me and my running journey. Um, I mentioned that I'm involved in like our church and a lot of work with our church. Well, part of that is that every summer we do a, a big not just our church, but a lot of churches in the in South Central Texas, um, a combined youth camp. And so that really took, and, and I'm in a, a kind of a high level part of that planning process for that camp. Um, and so that takes a lot of time and a lot of focus and energy in the summer. And we were planning that, you know, kind of in late June, early July, and, and the camp was scheduled for the, uh, for early August. So that took so much of my time, um, as well as just, you know, working a normal 40 hour a week job. But then, uh, um, that canceled, uh, we ended up, Ashley and I ended up going on vacation in that place of that week. And then shortly after that, I got COVID. (laughs) And so all of that together coupled, uh, couple like kind of encompasses our summer starting from the busyness of western states and ending kind of at a more of a low with me having to go through that experience so but fully recovered everyone's back so 
Yeah, it's good. And now, like, you have the strongest antibodies of the anybody strongest at antibodies. this table. Right I'm going now. around licking doorknobs, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing all kinds of stuff. So, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my um, gosh. It was an experience, though. Yeah. So, yeah. as a spoiler for the start of that, we are releasing your Western States recap episode next week. So yeah. people, so the, a week from this episode, people will be able to hear that. Long which is a, overdue. Long, well, long overdue. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's good though. But uh, so, what's high level? What's been going on with you, man? Since Western States, we, um, my family and I, so Lacey, Maverick, my parents, we stayed in South Lake Tahoe, uh, for a week and just hung out uh, on the beach. Uh, went hiking every day some good food it was really nice and the weather yeah. was awesome compared to texas summer weather so yeah. really enjoyed that came back and um just kind of got back into the swing of training coaching uh being a dad uh, there wasn't there wasn't really anything as momentous as like planning a huge camp on my <laughs> end like like y- you had going on sure. nor did i pick up covid Thankfully. at least that i'm aware of yet <laughs> so i'm just searching for that uh, I've heard that you can get like a booster shot or like that's yeah. been planned now. So I got my vaccine back in March, my second dose. Um, so I'll probably be looking to pick up another one here soon to strengthen yeah. my immune system again for the next year. Especially just knowing that there's people out there that are, you know, getting it that are already vaccinated. Yeah. It's kind of tough. So Yeah. But yeah, really for me, just kind of going ham on the coaching and running. I've been really getting back into it with the speed work um, after Western States because that was what I missed. I had the IT band injury in the spring coming off Bandera and then a really compressed build to Western States where Mm -hmm. the focus was get as much trail and vert time as you can because that's what's going to lead to the best, the most success at Western States. And so didn't do a whole lot of fartlek, tempo, interval work, um, and really just been really focusing in on that here to prepare for fall racing season coming up which i'm super excited to kick off here in yeah. the next couple of weeks so just for the for the nerds out there the running nerds that want to know like what's your uh some of your faster work i pulled up your strava um, <laughs> <laughs> so a couple like uh, a couple let's see it's about a week ago now no three days ago four days ago you ran 15 miles uh with like five by three minute, five by two minute, five by one minute pickups, and then a hard mile, fifteen miles, five fifty seven pace average. That was pretty fun. That yeah, was, yeah, out on the greenway. And for people who uh, four forty eight mile at the end, but four forty eight mile, that was fun to throw down. I think that was my fastest mile of two of twenty twenty one so wow. far. I don't, I haven't really ran many miles sub five, yeah. like just a straight mile, right? You know, but um, what for everybody. Everybody out there, that includes my warm up and cool down. Yeah, yeah. So probably like if you just took the workout, I, I think it was Even probably faster. an average of like maybe high five twenties for the whole workout. Wow. Just pretty pretty solid in the Texas summer. Yeah, weather. man. Especially because like right today and yesterday we've had pretty solid morning weather. Um, I think when I ran this morning it was like seventy degrees with sixty five percent humidity or something. Cr- amazing, like Texas winter. Yeah, <laughs> not last winter, but you know, <laughs> previous Texas winters. <laughs> um, but um, but that day was probably still pretty humid. I think what was that Tuesday? I think? Yeah, so, this this little cold front hadn't come yeah, through yet, so it was the so standard eighty degrees with ninety five percent humidity, soaked and oh, you yeah. know like everything. Squishy just, shoes and mouth six. Yeah, like. So that, I mean, 
and the heart rate staying pretty, you know, pretty uh, low as far as that's concerned. That's, I mean, that's solid. Yeah. You still got the, the turnover and the speed. And the wheels. Does that around. make you like nostalgic for like the roads again? I mean, you're obviously doing that on concrete and like, you know, like, does that, does that give you some kind of nostalgia for, for the past experience on the roads or, or were you just having fun with it? Or a it, little both. It does a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I always, I love going to like the really big competitive events. Yeah. Um, I would always use like smaller races, specifically in Texas, like the Texas 10 series or yeah. these other little 5Ks or 10Ks as like tune up events. But usually there wasn't like competition there. And right. the, those events are okay. But I always love going to like the big ones, like the USATF half marathon championship or marathon championship at CIM and running with like a pack of, 15 guys were all, you know, similar fitness levels. So it makes yeah. me miss the competitive aspect of the roads when you get to those higher level events. Because sure. even the competitive aspect of the trails is different. Like, it's there's not huge packs sticking together yeah. for long periods of time. Well, and I think to, like, it's also just fun to run fast. Yeah. And I know that fast is relative for every everyone. I mean, fast could be a nine-minute mile or it could be a sub-five-minute mile. Uh, it's relative, but like my, one of your athletes, John, um, is one of my regular training partners and, and we ran together earlier this week and did some, like, I, d- I actually did his workout with him, uh, to my, probably to my coach's, uh, disappointment because I was, I just had an easy day that day, but, um, he had like a ladder type workout of like one minute, three minute, five minutes or, or six minutes, something like that. And on those six minute surges that we did like two or three of them, um, it was just, we were right together, like dialed in, like kind of either right behind each other or just right beside each other. And I was thinking to myself, we were running fast for us, you know, pretty fast. Um, and I was thinking to myself in the moment, man, like, running a long race like a marathon or something at what would be the fast pace for you like dialed in with a group or mm-hmm. something i think to the olympics that was just a few weeks ago and like watching those guys just flying <laughs> you know by my standards at least yeah uh, it's got to be fun so it getting is. out there and doing the workout i'm sure is just as you know fun it, in a different way it is yeah but also think about this like i've seen the power of the pack represented when there's like a three hour pacer um, yeah. at various races, maybe to like to qualify for Boston or something yeah, yeah. like it can happen at any pace range. Sure. And then you like thrive when you have that, those people around you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Pushing the limits, getting out of your like easy pace comfort zone. I mean, that's what we train for when we have a race on the line at least, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's cool. Yeah, you've been running fast. <laughs> Definitely. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully that translates to some racing success this fall. But, hey, I want to dive in really quickly um, to the COVID side of things for you, yeah. if you don't mind no. kind of talking about that experience. Of course. Uh, I'm sure there's other people out there who've had COVID. Everybody has vastly different experiences <clears throat> yeah. with it, it seems like, um, whether that's genetics or the variant you pick up sure. or Whatever. vaccinated unvaccinated all that yeah kind of there's stuff. a lot of variables that go into it but i guess kind of walk us through um maybe picking it up when symptoms started impact on your family yeah. things like that yeah so we um so i mentioned that we were like geared up to do that youth camp which was the second week of august and it's kind of crazy but um a week out from that 
the campground that we used, it's not a campground that we own or anything or that anyone like in our, any church owns. It's just a, a random campground down near Lake Corpus Christi in Texas. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the campground actually had a major outbreak at one of their camps two weeks prior to, um, to that happening or to our camp. And so they actually canceled our camp on us. So we didn't even, um, we found out a week out, we had been doing all of this planning. We found out a week out that we weren't going to be able to have camp anymore. And so, um, my wife and I decided to just take that opportunity and go out of town. So like our go-to place is Boulder, um, Colorado, just because it's, you know, inexpensive to fly into Denver. It's easy to get to, you know, you can make a a nice quick trip of it if you have to. Um, so we, we got all our stuff together and we planned to go to Boulder and, um, folks that may have, may have followed us online know that we were scheduled to do a live podcast, uh, with the bear, bear goods in collaboration with bear run crew, um, a little bit uh, like that weekend, uh, the weekend after like when we were coming back and we had to cancel that. Well, the reason we had to cancel that was because we left on a Monday for Colorado and on a Wednesday, um, Ashley and I went for like, actually, I think it was on Tuesday. We went for a eight mile hike on the Walker ranch loop in, um, like kind of outside of Boulder up near gross reservoir. Beautiful place. If you, if next time you get to Boulder, like you gotta go do the Walker ranch loop because it's eight miles and it has a little bit of everything. And so, and we were also staying up there. So that was at 7,500 feet. And obviously we're from San Antonio. So it's, you know, we're at like what, 800 feet. So, um, so we were there and on Wednesday, like she just felt, my wife felt wrecked. I mean, she just felt so bad and we don't do a whole lot of like eight mile hike hikes for her. Like, you know, she walks and she's active, but this was definitely something that was strenuous for Mm -hmm. her. So we kind of thought that maybe she was experiencing altitude sickness and like um, just the exertion from the from the hike. There was no way for us to like take her temperature, but she felt she said she kind of felt chills and things like that. But I, I touched her head and like I didn't feel like she had a fever. So it was just it was weird. It was just different. And actually, um, I was uh, kind of chatting with um, Justin Grinwald, one of our former guests. Uh, he's a doctor. And like, you know, I was kind of asking him like, hey, what's the symptoms of like altitude sickness and stuff like that? And he, he was telling me how, how like certain days could be worse when you're not used to it and stuff like that. So we were really thinking it was that. And then on Thursday, we were able to get down out of the um, mountain. We were able to go, um, we bought a thermometer and she had a fever. So then we were like, okay, this is not good because we're in Colorado. But it was Wednesday. We traveled on Monday. So we knew like it wasn't picked up from the travel. Um, It was picked up before we actually left for Colorado. And there were no symptoms. We wouldn't have traveled if there were, you know. Um, So we started looking for tests. And man, Colorado, like the whole entire Denver area had zero rapid tests. You couldn't buy one in a grocery store. You couldn't get one, like an appointment for one, more than like five days out. Um, And we were scheduled to leave on Friday. So it was a Monday through Friday trip. And um, to be back for the live podcast recording. So um, 
we went back, I took her back to the, to the place we were staying, the Airbnb. We just, she, you know, she, um, isolated. I still went out for some runs and stuff like that, but we didn't, you know, interact with anyone really. And, um, and then flew home on Friday. Um, because there was no way to, to know, you know, if she was experiencing altitude sickness, if it was COVID, if it was a flu or whatever. Um, we got home on Friday and this is what's crazy. Drove to HEB, bought a test. Like they have the rapid test, like right there, you know, we have plenty of them here, I guess. And, uh, and she was positive. Um, so then of course we went through the whole canceling the, our live podcast and things like that, which was good because I tested on Friday. I was negative. Um, and I put out a video for anyone that follows me on, uh, well, bear goods or bear run crew and, and me, I put, I put out a video on Instagram, just kind of explaining why we were canceling and just wanted to be safe. But I tested negative on Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, I got sent, I started having a fever. And so I just knew, I mean, there's not really a point to test at that point, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you have it. Um, and so immediately we just shut down everything. I mean, we were already going to isolate and, you know, uh, quarantine anyway, since she was positive. Um, but it was intense. And if you have any specific questions, you can ask me, but you can interrupt me. But, um, I had fever for about 11 days. So got it on that Saturday, had fever for about 11 days. Um, of course I was taking like ibuprofen and stuff like that. Um, to keep it down, but, um, I got body aches. My sleep was horrible. So like every night I was waking up like every hour, um, which was really tough. The weirdest thing for me, um, I didn't lose taste or smell, but I did have my taste affected. So like things that specifically ones, one specific that I can point to is like things that were like tomatoey, like salsa and ketchup tasted sweet, which was really bizarre. Um, so things tasted weird, coffee tasted weak, stuff like that, but I didn't actually lose my taste. Um, the weirdest thing for me was my heart rate. So, um, my heart rate, you know, I run a lot and my heart rate normally sits in the low fifties. If like, I'm like right now, it's probably in the low fifties, you know, just sitting here rest, you know, not doing anything. Um, but my heart rate, I noticed it on like day three or four was sitting at like 70 just for normal rest, just sitting in a chair, not doing anything. And, and then I started paying attention to it. And so like anytime I would like bend down to tie my shoe or something, my watch would, you know, spike my heart rate and I would go to like 90. It's just crazy. Like walking up the stairs in my house, my heart rate's at a hundred, you know, that was really bizarre. And, and that worried me. Like I, I, I legitimately started getting worried about that because I mean, I'm just used to my heart rate doing what it does, you know? So that was one of the weirdest things, the fatigue, um, and just the general, like kind of body aches and tiredness in my legs. And, um, the, I, I guess that's, that correlates to like blood flow issues with COVID and like, you know, um, there were times where like my hands were really felt cold you know, like my extremities were not getting enough blood flow. So that was weird. Um, um, but yeah, and, and headaches and stuff like that. But, and then my wife had all the same symptoms and lost taste and smell for, yeah. for a couple of days. Um, so how did your kids fare through it all? Unbelievably, they were almost too good. <laughs> like they were almost too not affected. <laughs> and the reason I say it that way, so no one got sick. 
uh, ironically, Ma- Ma- uh, Max got, he's my youngest. He just turned a year old. He got a fever one of the days and we were a little bit concerned, but we think it was just like a bug because we tested him and he was negative. Um, and all of them tested negative throughout. Um, and Jack and Joy, my, my two older ones, did not get sick at all. Uh, the unfortunate aspect of that is that you have two parents that are like not wanting to be out of bed and three children, five and under. <laughs> so somebody has to get up and do yeah. everything. So, so it's like, they want to play, they want to go places. They want to go outside and go to the park and go to the library and all this stuff. And we're like, eh, no, sorry. Like we can't for two weeks. We didn't go to church. We didn't do any, like, you know, we didn't do any of our normal routine stuff. Um, and so that was, I'm thankful, so thankful. We're so fortunate and so blessed that they didn't get sick, you know, because we understand that, you know, the Delta variant, I guess, is affecting kids a little bit. So, mm-hmm. in fact, we have um, uh, some younger kids that have been in our church that have gotten it. So, like, um, we know that that's a risk. And if that was the variant that we that we got, then it's amazing that they didn't get it because they were – you know, we were still making their food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so, <laughs> so they were healthy, but it was <laughs> at times a little bit annoying that, <laughs> you know, we had to deal with the energy level when we were like zapped, you know, <laughs> but, um, but wouldn't have it any other way. Cause we wouldn't want, want them to get sick at all. Well, you all survived. So yeah. that's, that's the blessing. Number one got, right there. Got through it. Um, both of us, it ran its course in about two weeks. Yeah. Um, So I just think, you know, think about folks that, you know, have sicknesses or um, any kind of pre-existing conditions. And I'm like, man, I was pretty fearful during it. You know, the isolation was really weird having to deal with like, you know, I already mentioned John once in this podcast, but like, you know, I run with him almost every day and not running with my normal running friend or going to the Bear Run Crew meetups and things like that and, and church and like just general you know, we do a lot of family stuff with my in-laws and like have family nights and just being isolated for two weeks, Mm -hmm. I feel like is something that a lot of people aren't talking about, you know, the mental aspect of COVID and the, um, uh, specifically of, of getting it, not just it happening in the world, but like getting it and being isolated. It's important for us to check on people, you know, um, and to just say, even if we know they're doing okay, just say, Hey, how's it going? Because it was, it was interesting, you know, just being isolated. Fortunately I had my family and I wasn't isolated in a hospital by myself, just with nurses and doctors. Yeah, That could be 10 times worse. But, um, anyway, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I started reaching out to about the heart rate stuff. I started reaching out to, uh, running friends, um, um, you know, just to, say, Hey, you know, have you guys experienced this? Uh, one of your athletes, I won't mention my name just for the sake of, um, you know, not, not saying his name, but, um, one of your athletes, uh, that I know actually explained like their experience with the heart rate stuff and like coming back. And I mean, you know, not knowing like how it's going to, how it's going to happen when you're coming back from, from it and trying to like get back into training, but not wanting to do too much too quickly, you know, and like as a coach, I'm sure you've had to do, maybe you've had to deal with this. I don't know if any of your athletes have gotten COVID besides the one I just (laughs) talked about, but, but like having to, we don't know like how it's going to affect in the same way that the virus affects people differently. You don't know how the recovery is going to be, you know? So I've been fortunate that it was a very, it was a slow start, 
but I'm pretty much back to normal. Like today I did 10 miles. I'm three weeks removed from symptoms. Mm -hmm. So like the end of it. And, um, you know, I did 10 miles and granted it felt great outside today, but I felt as normal as I felt so far, you know? Um, at first I was like two miles was felt like a marathon and I got sore. Like my legs got sore. Mm -hmm. Like if I was to have a big day out at Bandera or something like that, that was weird because I don't get sore very often, even after a good workout. Yeah. Um, so all of that together was pretty interesting. Did it change your perspective at all on the pandemic as a whole or large group gatherings or like anything like that? The, the only thing that it changed my perspective on as it pertains to COVID is what I just mentioned about like, re, like the isolation aspect and, and reaching out to people that, you know, are affected. And, and you don't want to like, I don't want to take a stance on, I'm not going to take a stance on like, you know, any of the political aspect, because I feel like COVID has been politicized a lot, you know, and there's a lot of things out there that are just, you know, people on all sides of the aisles are kind of crazy about, but I feel like, you know, things are, we have the vaccine and hopefully people choose to, to do the right thing, you know, and to um, either take the vaccine or, you know, take all the precautions to protect other people around them, you know, wear the masks or whatever. Um, but it didn't really change my opinion on any of that because I already had a pretty strong opinion of, of that. And I didn't, I was doing everything that I could to protect myself. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are saying it's just a matter of time before everyone gets it, you know, and if it ends up being like the flu, then it is what it is. Um, but it did change my perspective on the mental health side of things. I mm -hmm. think that there's going to be a lot of ramifications to the experience that we don't, we won't know about for years, you know, um, you know, just the kind of the, I feel like there's so much division in the topic that like empathy is being lost <laughs> or lost in the mix, mm -hmm. you know? And, and in reality, I just want to, I want to get back to being able to connect with people and um, to not have like any kind of real barriers to that connection. Um, while also still recognizing that I need to do my part to help protect those people because they may be more vulnerable than me. Yeah. So it's an interesting juxtaposition to like, you know, taking a hard stance one way or another on what you think about how we should respond to COVID and at the same time recognizing that, you know, there's still so much more that we don't know, you know. So um, I would encourage anyone that knows someone going through it to continue to reach out to them while they're going through it because that was the hardest. That was one of the hardest. I mean, the physical stuff was tough, but like that was really one of the more harder, difficult parts for me was just the reconciling all of it, you know. So yeah. it did change my opinion on that. Yeah. Um, but as far as large gatherings and things like that, we have to move forward as a society. And like, you know, the hope is that like, as we do marathons again and, you know, the Chicago marathon, I was signed up. I actually uh, withdrew from the Chicago marathon, but I was signed up to run it next month and they were sending out things like, Hey, we're going to either require vaccine proof of vaccination or a negative test within 90 um, or, or I think it was 72 hours, something like that. The, three days, essentially. 
So I think that's good. Like, I think that organizations can take that step and say, Hey, you got to provide one or the other. Mm -hmm. Like, are you safe? Or are you vaccinated at least? You know, I think that's good. I, um, my sister went to a concert last night at the AT&C Center that was like packed out full capacity, but she had to prove that she was uh, negative. <clears throat> She's in between one and two vaccine right now. So oh. she wasn't fully vaccinated. So she had to prove that she was negative. That stuff is is good. But I think we need to move forward with events. You know, that's how I feel. Like it, specifically as, as it pertains to events, I think we need to move forward with like trying to get a sense of normalcy again but set those safety nets and guidelines and all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah. i like i like the thought about having <clears throat> the guidelines in place and not just going forward with these big events um just assuming that hey if you're gonna get it you're gonna get it or yeah. you know whatever like that's when it yeah truly would become pretty dangerous for sure so it'll be really interesting to see what happens i mean obviously we have like nfl games going on yeah and at NBA games going on like mm -hmm. this past spring, some of those big events and concerts. Yeah. Uh, but the marathons are big. That's I draws sure. a lot. Oh, that's that's bigger than like NFL games. What and did college you football games? What did you think about UTMB? I mean, I I watched. There were like it was a, a crowd like any other year. They and, were all, uh, a lot of them were masked up. Though. A lot of them were, but there there was definitely some people in the crowd that were not masked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. I mean, the research shows, right, that being outdoors helps, yeah. uh, or shouldn't say helps, uh, hinders transmission yeah. of COVID. You're so. far less likely to get it yeah. on a group run than yeah. you are in a group birthday party or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that probably helps, especially, I mean, all these marathons are outdoors too, right? Yeah. Uh, some of the tougher ones to think about are maybe like, concerts where it's like really packed i'm actually we lacy and i are going to a concert on my birthday november mm -hmm. 15th in denver yeah uh lanny to see them live we even bought like backstage passes and stuff mm. nice. but we are a little worried because it's like a standing room only concert yeah and it's like okay we're gonna i'm gonna pack like sardines with all these people in there sure. like what's gonna happen yeah or a church right you sit yeah. down and there's just pews or yeah. chairs and everyone's just right next to each other indoors yeah for a long period of time yeah you have to make those decisions and you know it's the same thing where like we were trying to make the decision about even before covid touched my family we were actually having the conversation of is it the right thing to do to ha have like a live podcast with folks because you know like cases are kind of spiking in our area again mm -hmm. i mean it's just yeah i i feel like you need we need to be able to make those decisions and and there's uh, there's other cases like for instance i've already mentioned him on the podcast but he's a former guest justin grinwald and this is he posted this publicly so it's not personal information but like you know he had to he chose to drop out of ccc because um france is spiking that area where uh where utmb is held was spiking significantly and you know, his daughter, he has a young daughter. She's not vaccinated because she's a baby. So she's mm -hmm. not vaccinated. He works in the, you know, healthcare industry and like had to make that decision, that tough decision when you have a family trip that's planned over and, you know, Amanda went and ran it. And like, it's like, you know, you got to make that decision for your family to what's the right thing to do here. It stinks. Yeah. Like it's frustrating to have to go through that, but to make that call to say, no, I'm going to stay back. And, and, and then, or the same thing. No, I'm going to go to the concert. Like I'm vaccinated. I'm going to wear a mask. I know what to do. I'm going to go to the concert. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, 
It's a weird world. Yeah. We just made the decision. Um, Lacey is turning 30 this year, as am I, Woo. Uh, in October, and then so I turned 30 old. in November. I know, right? <laughs> it feels like it. I feel like I was just in high school, and I got a kid, and I'm freaking 30. Oh, my gosh. Dude, and the 30 age group is so much harder. Is it really? <laughs> don't, don't stop right there. Don't I mean, tell me anymore. Uh, no, but we, we canceled. Uh, her birthday trip was to Cancun, and we had yeah. literally like uh, ten, more than 10 people going right. with us there. Um, but we found out that in Mexico, like if you test positive before flying back to the U.S., you have to quarantine in Mexico for two weeks. Yeah. And we were Which like, is not oh feasible. my gosh. Like, she can't go to work for two weeks uh and she can't work remote internationally right uh we wouldn't be able, she wouldn't be able to see maverick for two weeks and not just her me as well yeah i mean i would be down there with her um yeah so we were just, like man that risk is just that that risk is just not worth right. it and we're evaluating my 30th birthday the concert in denver still um kind of waiting to see how that shakes out before making a decision there so it's you know everybody has to take a stance somewhere like where do you where do you draw the line and international trips are probably the most risky that amount of time on a flight um whatever you're traveling to you're probably doing events or things (laughs) with other people wherever you go it's a tough decision for people it is you know yeah uh but keeping it all in perspective like having to cancel an international trip for the sake of you and your family's health is worth it yeah in my mind absolutely 100 yeah you can travel the rest of your life you can't uh, salvage the health of someone who's maybe gone through COVID. Yeah. And you can take, you can take the opportunity to like we did with the, the camp getting canceled. You can take the opportunity to maybe create some kind of like, you know, micro trip to somewhere. Like we, we upped and went to Denver for a week, uh, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, it was so much fun getting to run out there yeah. and like put in some miles, not only hiking and like some, some uh good climbing miles on the trails but also like i did a workout at um boulder reservoir which is a nice flat area um and it was just cool getting to run in a different place that was a lot of fun yeah. but you can take the opportunity to see where you could fit something that's a little bit safer in you know definitely or a staycation yeah. my my family and i we just did a quick weekend trip three days up in comfort texas yeah. and we got a little oh, air, a airbnb player. right on the guadalupe river yeah. we would just go sit in the river each day together uh like there's really fun stuff to do around you too and little getaways you can do without yeah. having to travel so anyways we've hit on COVID a lot here <laughs> why don't we shift gears a little bit and talk about what's to come yeah. so what do you have planned running wise right for the rest of the year well, and then even lunch, looking I'm into 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have, so I just mentioned I dropped out of uh, Chicago. I just felt like I was the safe bet. Plus just bouncing back from COVID. I just didn't know if I would be ready to run a good effort. So I get guaranteed entry next year, you know, so it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> on my schedule, I have the Taco Loco 100K which is at the end of October, chances are I'm probably going to do the 50K instead, but I can change it up to the night before. So I haven't made that call. I'm just kind of working through it with Hayden to see like how my training goes over the next couple of weeks and how a couple long runs can go. 
Um, but I'm on the schedule for that. I signed up for a 5k, a turkey trot. I'm going to be in Fort Worth, uh, for Thanksgiving. So I signed up for, a, uh, the YMCA 5k up there that, um, I would like to run, like, I would like to come off of, I don't know if this is smart, but I would like to come off of Taco Loco and have a couple weeks where I do a, a little bit of shorter speed work stuff and mm-hmm. see what I could do. I've broken 20 minutes once, but I think I could like maybe break 19 minutes if I can get back to kind of where I was before I got COVID. Um, so I really would like to run, you know, um, a good, really good 5k. And then the, the goal, a race, everything pointing to it is Rocky raccoon 100. I'm doing my first hundred miler in February. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of thinking about like, if I drop down to the 50 K for taco loco, I'm actually looking at doing something like JFK 50. Um, I was looking at that actually before we, you know, before we got together today to record, uh, just kind of thinking about like what I'm, I dropped out of Chicago. I have some flights. I, you know, I can like maybe go up there for relatively inexpensive, although the race isn't inexpensive. It's kind of expensive, but, but I'm looking at that as a possibility. Cause I feel like that would be like the perfect distance between, um, you know, it would give me a good, uh, it could kind of kickstart a really good block for, um, Rocky raccoon while still kind of being in the block, if that makes sense. So it would be a good, um, good race for me to do. So thinking about that, but we're all, everything is focused on Rocky raccoon in February. Um, and just building to that, maybe mm-hmm. getting one or two good races in that are more than a 50 K. You yeah. know, so. I tell you what, if you come out of El Taco Loco, JFK and you break 19 for 5k over Thanksgiving, I will, I was going to say buy you a beer. Do you drink? I don't know. No, okay. Well then I'm going to give you buy a, me to- something. a can, uh, jar, a case big, of Topo Chico. Yeah. I don't know. Big thing of coconut water. <laughs> yeah. That that would be quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure it'll, you know, it'll shake out with your fitness and you'll be able to solidify yeah. what your plan is once you get closer to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of JFK, <clears throat> That's what I'm aiming towards. Yeah, so let's hear what you got. Yeah, so I'm going uh, to the Berkey Trail Festival in Wisconsin. I actually was talking to um, one of my athletes from Wisconsin yesterday, and Uh she's like, oh, that's out in the boonies. I was like, oh, okay. It is like a three-hour drive from the closest major airport, so I knew it was a little farther away. Uh, But it is the hosting the USATF Half Marathon Trail Championships um, on September 25th. Yeah. So that'll be fun to go do. Previous year's results at this championship are hit or miss. Like it's not super deep, but typically there's a couple of really competitive people that will come out for it. Is it a flat race or is it uh, like? I mean, are there is there? Some it's climbing? got thirteen it's like, miles, not that far. So I don't know like how many. Thirteen miles is not super far, but it, I think it will have somewhere between twelve and fifteen hundred feet of elevation gain. Oh, loss. that's pretty good. So. It's, you know, 100 feet per mile. Nothing yeah. crazy, but you'll feel it out there. Do you know, is it, like, technical, or is it... From the pictures I've seen, it looks like it's on cross-country skiing trails, uh, which are pretty well-groomed. Yeah, buff. They're almost like ski slopes, yeah. uh, but flatter. Sure. Uh, so it looked like you're running on just, like, kind of grass cutouts in the woods, and then there is some <laughs> single track. But I won't really know till I get there. So. Yeah. So it sounds like something that maybe like an Eisenhower park or something like that might be. Yeah. Eisenhower, Friedrich park, something in that range of like the, 
uh, here in San Antonio. Yeah. Elevation gain and loss. Yeah, and the trail. Yeah. That's cool. So do that end of September. And then end of October, I'm planning on going to Fayetteville, Arkansas for the Spartan U.S. 50K Championship uh, trail, not obstacles. Yeah. Because I would die. I was like, man, that's a departure. (laughs) (laughs) I need to start doing some more push-ups, I think. (laughs) I haven't done enough strength work for that. Right. But planning on going up there for that. That one's still pending a little bit because Spartan Trail, I've reached out to them via email a few times and just – I'm not getting a good feeling as far as uh, there's no course that's been released yet. We're literally over a month out. Yeah. Um, I've been asking. It's it's pretty typical on the elite side that you have like co- at least comp entry, right? Yeah. Or sometimes they even like help with travel and things like that, and they've been very non-committal on that front. Um, so there's just so questions I'm, about the yeah, organization. That everything I've gotten, rental car, Airbnb, and flight are all refundable. So yeah. I can pull out last minute if I need to. But I'm just waiting on more information to come out there. I would love to go do that, though. Yeah. Uh, Fayetteville's, Arkansas is beautiful, Man, actually. I had no idea that Arkansas was as beautiful as it is. Yeah. Like I, I, I was looking up races and found a race um, that was out there, like kind of in the northern – like there's a, like mountainous areas too, mm-hmm. and it looked beautiful. The Ozarks like, up there, yeah, yeah, it is really nice. I went my family. We did a trip to Branson, Missouri once, which is right yeah. on the Arkansas Missouri line, and that's like the show. What do they call that? It's like Las Vegas, but like yeah. Western version in <laughs> the Midwest. Midwestern, yeah. It's have like, you been to Branson? Before? Yes, I have. I used to shoot wedding films, oh, uh, yeah. and I shot a wedding in Branson. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was an interesting experience i was only there for the wedding so i didn't get to uh, explore a lot or go to shows and things like that but branson uh is very similar to gatlinburg tennessee Mm. which is over in the smokies um kind of near knoxville it's right on the border with north carolina Mm -hmm. and my parents used to live just across on the other side of the mountain like about an hour hour and a half away through the mountain you know um from gatlinburg tennessee and that's a very similar like and we used to vacation there all the time when i was a kid Mm -hmm. very like wholesome family like you know environment um with lots of like magic shows and comedy shows (laughs) yeah yeah. so i've been to branson we don't have to go into a rabbit hole of of branson (laughs) and gatlinburg but i've been to branson so yeah i know that area yeah so that's that's cool yeah, so wrapping that back, <laughs> Spartan U.S. Trail 50K Championship. See how that goes if I end up going up there. And then JFK 50. Yeah. Uh, that's been something that's been on my radar for a while. Just I, I love the mix of hitting the Appalachian Trail. Like, so you get that experience. I think it's the first, like, 16 miles or yeah. so. And then it's basically road flat running. I mean, yeah. I know you're on, like, a, a more of, like, a gravel uh, path for quite a while, but then you do hit roads. And it's fast. It's fast. And that definitely plays Super to my, my strengths yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, in the ultra scene. So be fun to go out there and test myself against some really good competition there. Yeah. And then that's the final tune up for Bandera, which is about a month and a half later. Yeah. Yeah. JFK, I feel like JFK is gonna be a fun one to watch you at. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know if I wanna run it or if I wanna follow the I run far updates or whoever's out there updating because I can imagine that like that would play into your hand pretty well yeah. as far as your strengths are concerned. I mean, yeah. no one knows what will happen in an ultra. I mean, we've seen that at Western States with a lot of people f- uh, falling to the course 
Um, we've seen that at UTMB with a lot of people kind of falling to the course and the conditions this year. So, I mean, you never know, but I think if it's like, if the stars align and it's a good day for you physically and everything's good, I mean, it'd be fun to watch you run fast out there. Yeah. That'd be crazy. At which my coach Hayden has the course record. So go for it. Watch out Hayden. (laughs) No, the, the, the course record Hayden threw down is, is so stout. I would love to, if, if I've looked at his Strava, uh, file for it and, Throwing down some 540 miles in the middle of a 50 miler. I mean, that is that's crazy rolling. Yeah, that's absolutely rolling. So we'll see. You never you never know how it'll go. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of exciting things. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of exciting things. Yeah. happening. So that yeah, turning 30 is really fun. You're so young. Uh, little <laughs> update on Maverick, my son. Oh, yeah. He's walking. Wow. He's trying to run a little bit, but he trips how and falls every time. One year and almost two months. Wow. Yeah. Man. He only started walking like two weeks ago. Yeah. But it, I mean, anyone out there who has kids, you know how quickly they progress with those things. Yeah, for sure. My son, Max, just turned one on Tuesday mm-hmm. of this week. And he's standing up, like he'll, not not freely, like without any kind of help, but he'll, he'll pull up on things. Mm-hmm. So he's like standing up and, um, yeah, that's it's fun. It's a fun age. It is really fun. Yeah, I'm just waiting for uh, him to start talking. Yeah, it's gonna be fun when those words start coming out. I, for some reason in my mind, I, I thought like age one they would like have a few words in their arsenal. But yeah. I guess sometimes it takes a little longer right. than that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, we were talking about it the other day because my daughter, she's two, two and a half. Oh, well, she's more than that. She'll be three in in January. She talks in like full sentences, full fledged conversation, like she is i mean she's just talking like a ton mm-hmm. all kinds of words and using context you know pretty well and stuff and my son jack who's older uh he's five now we watched a video recently of him when he was her age and like you could barely understand him so it's crazy to see how different the um the kids like do different things walk yeah. talk yeah run Eventually, they talk back. <laughs> Wait, he's already fighting back. He doesn't need words to do that. <laughs> Say he doesn't want to eat this dinner or right. whatever it is. But it's fun. Yeah. It's cool. But uh, besides that, I mean, we're just really excited to bring back weekly episodes of Tempo Talks. Yeah. I think we're pretty committed to doing that. Yeah. Here, in heading into the fall, um, and our one-year anniversary of Tempo Talks will be in December. Yeah, December. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, maybe we can get to like 50 episodes before maybe. then. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many weeks that is, but we're at 30 now. Some, I think this is like 30. There. Yeah. Pretty close. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we know that uh, momentum can shift and interest can shift. And, um, you know, just we do this we, because we love it. Um, and we're not trying to put any ads in or anything, you know, to – um, flood you guys with we just do this because we genuinely love talking about running and uh and like talking to other people that have cool adventures or great races and things like that so it's a lot of fun thank you though for being patient with us as we you know navigate the other aspects of life because you know full-time job full-time coaching full-time running that kind of thing i mean it's plus our own training it's you know life gets busy so it, does. it ebbs and flows 
And Much before, like training. Before I forget, um, this episode is brought to you by Five Hour Energy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> but Whoop, you know, Whoop, you're sponsoring lots of podcasts yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, We're yeah. listening. Let's hear. We're not. Yeah, no ads because they haven't called. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, it's it's fun. So it's oh, a good man. time. But yeah. Thanks so much uh, for listening along. We appreciate you. Uh, I've told Ryan before we started recording that um, uh, a lot of people have reached out to me directly, you know, saying, hey, where's episodes or even on runs at at run meetups here in town? Like, hey, you know, when's the next thing coming? So we appreciate that you all are thinking of us and wondering where we've been. Hopefully uh, this episode gives you kind of an idea of what's been going on in our life, but we hope your running is going well. And, um, and yeah, you can stay connected with us uh, online. Yeah. Uh, Instagram at Ryan Miller 34 and then Aaron's at tempo talks, Aaron. And then we have an email address. I actually haven't looked at it in a couple of weeks. We should probably check in on that. We actually got an email. We did uh, get an email a couple of days ago. Yeah, and um, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give this person a shout out because um, we did get an email. I'm sorry, what were you about? No, to I was say? just gonna say the email is tempotalkspodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, correct. Tempotalkspodcast yeah. Tempo Tempo at gmail and um, yeah, you can hit us up there and just let us know what's going on in your world. Or if you have a guest suggestion, Bobby, um, a local runner in San Antonio, reached out just to uh, ask some questions and say what's going on. Bobby, I need to respond to you. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you, thank you so much for the email. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming up. So email us, hit us up on Instagram, follow us on Strava. We also have a Strava group. Uh, Tempo Talk, you can search Tempo Talks podcast or it's in the link of our Instagram bios. But um, yeah, check it out. And we love hearing from you, love communicating uh, that way as well. Um, and we have some guests lined up, uh, some exciting guests lined up, and some more episodes that are coming soon. So um, hope that you will stick around for those. And of course, the Western States episode next week. You guys are awesome. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Hey!